This episode of Locked On Aggies is brought to you by rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for the past 20 years. Go to rockauto.com and type in the code Locked On in How'd You Hear About Us so they know that we sent you. rockauto.com, helping you stay safe in your car today. It's the Locked On Aggies podcast, presented by Locked On Podcast Network. Talking all things Texas A&M. Now, here's your host, Cole Thompson. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat, talking all things Texas A&M. And today is MLB Draft Day. Five rounds tonight, or over the next two days, and one Aggie player 100% will be selected very early in Wednesday's draft, and that pitcher, Asa Lacey. So we're going to be breaking down all the mock drafts, where he could fit, and give our predictions where the Aggie Southpaw will eventually end up to start his MLB career. Before we begin, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show, and I always love personal feedback. People always love to tell me what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong. I always take those notes and try to change it. So thank you so much for the feedback, but I want more. So just give me a follow at Mr. Cole Thompson. And secondly, at Locked On Aggies. Locked On Aggies is your number one source for all things Texas A&M related content. Here on the Locked On Podcast Network, you can give us a follow at L- Locked On Aggies, L-O-A Aggies, or follow us on iTunes, Spotify, or listen on LockedOnPodcast.com. As we mentioned earlier this week on the show, we here at the Locked On Podcast Network have realized the social and racial injustices going on across the country, and we want to do our part. So, we have started a fund for whatever company you want to donate to, any organization, including the Black Lives Matter, the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, and the Campaign Zero Fund, or any other one of those other sites that could help build with the stopping and the production of racial injustice, making this country better. Every penny you donate, the Locked On Podcast Network will donate and match your offer up to $10,000. So please go donate at either blacklivesmatter.com, the NAACP, LDF.org, or joincampaignzero.org. And if you have another company that you would like to donate to, let us know in our comment section, let us know via email, let us know however you can what you donated, and we will match dollar to dollar to you with the organization or charity. Let's all come together as listeners of all great sports to help end the racial injustices going on in America today. As we mentioned before, the Aggie Southpaw is looking to make his name known in Wednesday's MLB draft, and Lacey could be set in history for AM. There's really no other player who could probably make this history. We already saw a few years ago a former Aggie make history on the gridiron, and that was Miles Garrett making the jump from the number two overall pick, which was held by Von Miller, to the number one overall pick, the first time that's happened in AM history. Now, the MLB draft will start tonight with the first round, and usually it's about 40 rounds, but this year's draft has been shortened to only five rounds. They will be the first round tonight, starting at 6 p.m. Central. Rounds two through five will be held on June 11th, Thursday, on the same channels found on the MLB network. 
So when you look at Lacey and you look at pretty much every single mock draft, Lacey is considered a top three overall prospect heading into Wednesday night. The six foot four, two hundred and fifteen pound left hander was a consensus preseason All American after an incredible 2019 sophomore season. In his first year as the number two pitcher found at Bluebell Park, Lacey went eight and four with a 2.13 ERA and holding opponents to a 162 batting average. He had 130 strikeouts, which were among the best in the country, and he averaged 13.2 per nine innings. Lacey's junior year started amazing before play had to be halted. He went 3-0. He had a .70 ERA, held opponents to a .111 batting average, and was striking out 17.3 batters per nine innings. He was already selected at one point in the 31st round of the 2017 MLB draft by the Cleveland Indians. He decided to go to College Station, learn under Rob Childress, but now he's eligible once again for the draft, and any single baseball person you talk to has come out and said that Lacey will likely be selected, if not in the top three, a consensus top 10 pick, meaning he's going to go places very, very soon. In fact, MLB Network analyst Jim Callis said that Lacey is the top pitcher in this draft. Lacey, I'm pretty sure, is the consensus on most teams. I mean, you're talking about a left-hander who can throw 92 to 97 miles an hour with good fastball metrics. He's improved on his slider. He also has a curve. He also has one of the best change-ups in the NCAA around. This is a front-line ace stuff, no pun intended. The fastball, the slider, the change-up could all be well above average pitches at times If you're nitpicking control, it maybe is not as sharp as Georgia's Emerson Hancock or some other guys, but his stuff against left-handers, the way he misses bats, I mean, this guy could become a front-line pitcher for an MLB team very quickly. Everyone is saying he will be selected early. The question is, how early are we talking? You are looking at these these teams, and we're going to go through later on multiple MLB mock drafts, see where he lands. But the top five teams picking are the Toronto Blue Jays, the Kansas City Royals, the Miami Marlins, the uh, Detroit Lions, and the Baltimore Orioles. All five need a starting pitcher. They all will need a starting pitcher at some point. You look at each, each guy's main pitcher right now. For Detroit, Casey Mize. Coming up for the Miners from Auburn, was the number one pitcher a few years ago. This is supposed to be probably his breakout year if he whenever baseball returns. This was supposed to be it. Baltimore, they trade away their top guys. Kevin Gossman uh, never really panned out. They, they tried Cole Stewart, a former top pick out of Minnesota. He did not work out. The Miami Marlins, they drafted a, guy, a couple guys a few years ago. He slots in pretty well with Sixto Sanchez and Edward Cabrera. Um, I'm trying to remember the kid's name who they drafted right out of high school, Tyler something, a few years back. He has not panned out whatsoever. Then you look at uh, Kansas City. They're a team that could go multiple positions. They're a complete rebuild. They only really have Alex Gordon as their main guy. Any other trading chip is pretty much either a prospect that they're not ready to give up 
or they're trying to trade away all the veteran talent and start fresh. And Toronto, they trade away Aaron Sanchez last year. Uh, they trade away Marcus Stroman before the start of the season. They need a, a top-level pitcher. All five of those teams make a ton of sense. If we're going deeper, I think Seattle is his floor. Seattle, just let go of Felix Hernandez, one of the greatest pitchers in franchise history, you're going to be have to be able to see what you can bring at the next level. I don't think he falls that far, but a team like Seattle, who just let go of their top guy in the AL West, with a ton of bats with the Houston Astros, with a ton of bats with the Texas Rangers, who retooled this past offseason. Los Angeles Angels have Mike Trout. They have Justin Upton. They have a, a growing player in David Fletcher. They have a ton of talent out in Los Angeles, and now Joe Madden's out there with them. So they become a contender. And at the same time, you also have Oakland, who literally, outside of whatever you want to say about their off-the-field minor league issues, is always a contender under Billy Bean's squad. You need a guy who can strike out players on the regular in that division to win. And Seattle's been a struggling team since the 2000s. They've struggled immensely to make a splash. This would be the splash. So I don't think his floor is past Seattle. Literally. I think that when we go through our next round in our next subject, what his range is, Seattle is the floor. The ceiling is number one, going to Detroit. But anywhere between those five, those six, really, he's going to land. That is the consensus. We're going to break down some mock drafts. We're going to see where some of the top experts covering the league think Lacey will land in tonight's draft. So don't go anywhere. We'll be breaking down those names in just a quick moment. Howdy, everybody. It's Cole Thompson from Locked On Aggies. And like many people, I like to keep my car up to date. But with the ever-increasing numbers of Audis being made and new models coming out daily, it's impossible to stock up on the parts you need at every traditional chain front store. That's why you should go ahead and check out rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family-owned business helping out auto part customers for the past 20 years. They have everything from engine control to brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpets. So whether it's for a classic convertible or a daily driving car, Get everything you need with just a few easy clicks that will be delivered immediately to your door. The Rock Auto catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, choose the brand, specification, and the price you prefer. Plus, you're never going to beat rockauto.com's prices. They're reliably low and they're same as the professionals or do-it-yourselfers. So why would you spend twice as much for the same parts at a traditional store? Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On on their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com is the place to go for your broken down car today. Give them y'all. Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, let me get your opinion on something. Do you want quality podcasts around your favorite sports teams by people who actually know what they're talking about? If so, make sure you listen to a Locked On podcast. The Locked On Podcast Network has over two dozen college sports shows, plus every team covered in the MLB, NFL, NHL, NBA, and up-to-date information for all of your fantasy sports needs. So go ahead and like us on iTunes, Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, at least... 
Give us a listen at LockedOnPodcast.com. We're taking a look at the MLB mock drafts around the web pages today as the MLB draft will be airing tonight on MLB Network starting at 6 p.m., 7 p.m. Eastern Time. So, a lot of people, Detroit, coming in as the number one team. They can go a lot of different directions. But the consensus from everyone right now seems to be Spencer, Spencer Torkelson out of Arizona State. This is the one spot where I think everyone will say it's either Torkelson or it's Asa Lacey. It's not going to be Austin Martin. It's not going to be Zach Emerson. It's not going to be uh, Zach Vereen. It's not going to be Max Meyer. It's going to be either Lacey or Torkelson. Torkelson has made a case to be number one. In two years at Arizona State, he hit 54 home runs. Last year, 58 home runs, my bad. Last year, he hit 25 home runs, breaking Barry Bonds' freshman record for the Sun Devils, who hit 11 in 1983. In his career, he's batted over 300. He's a solid first baseman. His his fielding is fantastic, and he can continually drive the ball. What position does Miguel Cabrera play? Miguel Cabrera plays first base. It's not going to be that much longer until Cabrera calls it a career. You have to prepare for life after one of the better hitters in the last two decades to come into the MLB. Since joining the Tigers from Florida, Cabrera has been a vital part of that team and will continue to be one of the best players to ever come out of Venezuela and make his mark in the MLB. So when you look at that, Torkelson makes a ton of sense. Lacey, on the other hand, if Casey Mize can pan out and you really want to have a retool team, when you look at the pitching staff on Detroit right now, it's not pretty. It's not even close to being nowhere near where Rob Gardenhire wants his team. And you look at the roster, the best pitcher you probably have right now is Daniel Norris and Jordan Zimmerman. Zimmerman... It's going to be around 34, two more years, right-hander. You also have, um, yeah, you also have Daniel Norris, who for a while has been considered a trade target along with Michael Fulmer. I think that you can make an argument that he could go here. And if Casey Mize pairs well, there you go. You have your rotation kind of getting together. And this would be a very good fit for him. But I think they're going to go Torkelson. Baltimore... Basically, everyone has been saying Baltimore is going to go with Austin Martin. That's going to be the move. It's going to be Austin Martin, Vanderbilt player, can play multiple positions, third baseman. They have the need now that Manny Machado is no longer part of the team. He also can play in the outfield. The other name that we'll watch for over there is Nick Gonzalez. Everyone thinks that he could be out of Mexico State. The Aggies got to see him firsthand. He was fantastic. For New Mexico State this past year, for those Aggies, it's one of those where you look at and you wonder, okay, would they be willing to cut ties with a pitcher in order to go out and get Asa Lacey? I don't think so. I think it's either going to be Gonzalez or it's going to be Martin. Then you have what most people are saying, the Miami Marlins coming in at three. CBS Sports has him mocked immediately at number three. Asa Lacey, Miami Marlins. 
he would make $7,221,200 slot value. In a sense, the Marlins have the easiest decision in the draft. They'll go with whichever one of the three elite prospects is still on the board. Should the O's go off the board with the below slot pick, Miami would likely take Martin over Lacey because of elite position player prospects are highly more valued than elite pitching prospects thanks to injury. Also, Marlins scouting director DJ Civic has strong ties to Vanderbilt. With Torkelson and Martin likely off the board, Miami goes and gets their ace in Lacey. This is a very common trend. Miami goes out, they get a pitcher, they get a left-hander who, again, if you've ever seen a left-hander in baseball, left-handers can have incredible long careers. They can also have incredibly short careers, but they can have longer careers than right-handers because of there's such limited left-handers who are elite at the at that level. Andy Pettit had a 20-year career. Andy Pettit is, in my opinion, an above-average pitcher. He's not an elite ace. He's not a standout stud or, you know, a a, a boss to watch for. But he had a 20-year career because he was a left-hander. He had a stellar career with the Yankees and the Astros because of he was a southpaw. So if Lacey can start his career early, be consistent, make his name known, he's going to be in the league forever. And Miami would be foolish not to go out and add a left-handed pitcher to add to their roster in order to solidify under Don Mattingly. They have to be able to add something to put fans in the seats. And there you go. That's how you do it. You get a guy who has a high strikeout rating. You get a guy who can definitely control his balls and strike count. And he can probably go on average seven innings or so. So that's one mock draft. Who are the other mock drafts out there that have Lacey going before Torkelson or after Miami? Because a lot of people are just sold that he's either going to Miami or he's going to Detroit. Where are the other mock drafts saying he's going? We'll break those down in just a quick moment. Howdy, everybody. It's Cole Thompson from Locked On Aggies. And much like you, I am a health-conscious guy trying to stay in shape during quarantine. But you always got to have your daily dose of breakfast foods. And for me, who's always on the run, I found a tasty new treat in Built Bars. Built Bar is an amazing protein bar that tastes exactly like a candy bar and comes in 16 amazing different flavors. My personal favorites include the mint chocolate chip and the salted caramel. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is not only good, but it's good for you. And it's covered in the chocolate that everyone loves. Plus, not only will it help you lose weight, it can help you maintain weight as a delicious treat. Take, for instance, the peanut butter brownie bar. It comes with 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, and 3 net carbs. You're not going to find another treat like that out here. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to save $10 off your first order. That code is locked on for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. So whatever you're doing to stay in shape during this quarantine offseason, make sure you're using it with Built Bar. Not only will you see results, but you'll have a tasty treat to start your day off right. Gig em, y'all. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked on Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. Make sure you also listen and subscribe to the podcast here on iTunes or on Spotify. And if you can't do either of those, just listen on LockedOnPodcast.com. 
We're talking Ace of Lacey today and the MLB Draft, which will start tonight at 6 p.m. Central Time, so make sure you go ahead and tune in on MLB Network. Again, here's everything you need to know. Lacey is one of the top pitching prospects and one of the elite prospects in this year's draft. Already drafted once before, definitely getting drafted some point today. Every team will have a shot to take a chance at him, but a lot of people have him kind of coming in right around number three to the Miami Marlins. When you look at Jonathan Mayo and Jim Callis's from MLB.com's mock drafts, they said the same thing. Marlins will take him at number three. According to Callis, the Marlins would rather prefer Martin because of scouting director J.V. Sillick's recruited Vanderbilt when he coached there. If Martin is gone, the choice really comes down to either Nick Gonzalez or to Lacey. According to Mayo, ever since Lacey separated himself from the top arm in the class, he's been associated with the Marlins. If Martin is available here, it would be an interesting conversation. Basically, if Austin Martin isn't taken at number two, so say for giggles or whatever they go to a pitcher and they go max meyer or they go zach veen out of spruce creek high school in port orange florida they're probably gonna look at nick gonzalez as the other pick or even nick gonzalez he's a shortstop he's a second baseman he kind of can play a mix of both positions if he's not there if martin's there it looks more so like martin will be a marlin Lacey won't last much longer Again, I don't see him falling past the Blue Jays at number five. If he if he's not there, it's going to be Lacey at number three. And that's what the MLB.com people are saying 100%. When you also look at what was said by Joel Reuter on BleacherReport.com, he's in the same category. There's a clear trio of prospects sitting on top of the class, and the Marlins will be happy to scoop up whoever is left at number three overall on their big board. With a strong six foot four, 215-pound frame and a polished four-pitch arsenal that includes a fastball touching 97 miles an hour, plus a slider and a solid changeup, Lacey is the best college pitcher in the class and the one of the better lefties to come in quite some time. He'll slot nicely alongside Sixto Sanchez and Edward Cabrera. Once again, it just it looks like every single time the 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 consensus is going to be he's going to be a Marlin. I think again, the only thing that's going to stop it is likely going to be is if Austin Martin is still on the board. When you look at Austin Martin, let's just break him down. He's the best pure hitter in the class. He showed that he could take over for Dansby Swanson at shortstop when he came in 2016. He spent a lot of time playing at third base. He's also played some time in the outfield. His ultimate defensive home is a question mark in the front, so they may move him to the outfield because of they think that he's going to be maybe more reliable back there, kind of like Nick Senzel out of Cincinnati. He was a third baseman for Tennessee, goes to the Reds. Reds move him to center field. He's having a heck of a career. He might max out at 25 to 30 home runs a year, but he'll be a tool hitter consistently getting on base, consistently hitting with runners in scoring position, finding ways to keep the ball in play, and definitely adding an impact with the bat. If he can be a shortstop, again, shortstops are so hard to come by. If not, you can always try him at third base. If you feel comfortable with your shortstop position, kind of like the Houston Astros have with Alex Bregman and Carlos Correa, Bregman is a natural shortstop who would immediately thrive at that position anywhere else. 
but Correa has done a stand-up job playing there, that you're going to keep him there. That's why it works. Martin, if he can do that, it's impossible to say that he's not worthy of an early selection. I look at this right now, and what I'm seeing is a consensus top three guys. You have a power hitter, a contact, multi-tooled player, and a beast left-hander. You cannot miss on any one of those three. For Lacey, I'm going to say right now, Baltimore screws it up. I'm going to say Lacey falls to number five. That's just me. I think he's going to go to Toronto. Because I think Baltimore is going to go ahead and probably take someone like Nick Gonzalez or they're going to take Zach Veen. Veen, I think, is a guy who, when you look at on paper, 6'5", 200 pounds, he is very similar to Kyle Tucker, who went number five in 2015. His upside, the fact that you don't have to play him immediately because he's not coming from college, the fact that you'll have a few more years to build with him, see where his strengths are, make him a better defensive player, allow his bat to go up against weaker pitching to enhance his confidence level. Baltimore needs that, I think, more than anything else. So if they feel comfortable with their with their front line, their, their infield, they're going to be fine. And I think that that would be the pick. If that's the case, I think then you see Martin go to Miami. If Martin goes to Miami, Lacey, I don't think, is going to go to Kansas City. I think they're going to go after a guy like Nick Gonzalez. But Toronto, who a lot of people are saying Max Mayer from Minnesota, who finished last year with a 1.95 ERA, 46 strikeouts, and 27.2 innings pitched, and 16 saves as a freshman. He has a fastball that touches 100 miles an hour. You don't need a closer or a strong setup man or even a guy who's going to be a part-time starter, part-time reliever, which I think is Mayor's potential. You can go get Lacey, who's a left-hander. Again, left-handers with that velocity and that speed and that ability to control a four-pitch setup are rare to come by. I think he goes to Toronto. That's my bet. I think Baltimore goes in a different direction and they go ahead and take Veen. And then you'll see Martin go. I think then you'll see either Gonzalez go or you'll see another position player go. And at number five, Asa Lacey ties the record as the highest Aggie ever selected. Won't happen this year. But do not be shocked if he has picked either number one overall. Because again, pitchers like that are hard to come by. As good as Spencer Spencer Torkelson is, is he better than a pitcher? And don't be shocked if he goes number three. I'm going to lock in my answer right now and say he's going to Toronto. So the Locked On Blue Jays cast, if we can, we're going to get you on very soon. The Locked On Marlins cast, hold tight. We're going to consider you as well. Hopefully I'm wrong and he goes higher. But this will be a historic night for A&M baseball completely. And congratulations early to Asa Lacey on being the next great Aggie to make your mark on the pitcher's mound. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. And check out Chad Forbes' big NBA draft board show airing Monday through Fridays, getting you ready for the NBA draft whenever it comes up. I kind of mentioned this earlier in the week that we were going to be looking at AM's schedule compared to every other team in the SEC. This was a little more important. Our next two shows are going to focus in on that. So don't go anywhere. We will see you tomorrow, and we'll see you Friday for both these shows. And remember, give me all.
This has been Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network.